Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Burnout. Have you ever felt like you didn't have anything left to give? It can happen to anyone, and it happened to us during the last few weeks. How do we get here, and how do we get out? On today's episode, we'll talk about eight tips for how to get burnt out. We'll share with you where we've been these last three weeks and what we're doing to get back on track. If you ever thought that Kevin and I were perfect, stick around for this episode. You won't want to miss it, so stay right here. Well, hello there. Hello. Is there anyone out there? It's been a little while. <laughs> that was an unplanned absence, let's be honest. We don't have many things in life where we just have unplanned absences like that. Usually we're pretty on point. Yeah, and that was it wasn't just one, it was it's been three weeks. Yeah. One turned into two and just rolled right into three, but we weren't going to let it become four. No. No. So I feel like we should explain a little bit. Where have we been? Yeah. Where have we been? Where have we been? Okay. So here's what happened. Friends, podcast listeners, lend me your ears. We were, uh, well, so it's Holy Week mm-hmm. and Holy Week's always kind of crazy and you just want to like do Holy Week, right? Mm-hmm. And so we thought, okay, well, we'll just like not do Easter Monday. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's Easter. Yeah, exactly. Like we we don't want to work. Yeah, so it went you know Holy Week around Easter, but then the next weekend was the Lux Conference. Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal, and a ton of work, but it was so fun, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity. Leah Dare and I had so much fun at the conference. For those of you who are at the conference, thank you for joining us. We hope. It was fruitful and blessed for you, but man, did it wipe me out. The week before, it was just like around the clock, Lee and I were working nonstop as much as we tried to plan ahead. Mm-hmm. So by the time like the conference came, right, it was like, there's no time this week. And then afterwards, I was dead. And so it was perfect time for you to take a trip to Washington, D.C. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The two, day, two days after the conference. Yeah. And then it was really good timing, too, for two days later for me to go to a blizzard in South Dakota. Perfect timing. Really good timing. Yep. Yeah. Which, South Dakota was amazing. It was a great conference. Probably one of the most swanky hmm. events that I've done. Who doesn't like swanky? Yeah, they had plated dinners on Saturday. Night. And when you're in South Dakota, I was conducting a retreat for our Alpha Day Away. Our Alpha, of course, we've talked about it before. I don't know what episode it is. Yep. It was season two. But it, we were on Alpha at my parish, and I helped run the retreat. So then you're out of town. I was running a retreat. I had to get four different babysitters to cover so everyone could get to where three. they needed. I thought three. No, four. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. That's impressive. Because Friday night. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we had three different people helping us on Saturday. It was just a little crazy. Yeah. All good things, but... All good things. All good things. Yeah, so came up for South Dakota, and um, let's just be honest. I think me more than you, I was burnt out. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. I just want to sleep for six months (laughs) and I just want to like, I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. Like this is a crazy call, a crazy life. And, um, I know some of you might be listening and be like, girl, just stay home with your kids then. Right. Um, 
let me tell you, I tried that and I got really bored and I started making up volunteer positions and then people started paying me to do things because they wanted me to keep doing the things. And I just, I know myself and I've talked with my spiritual director and all that stuff, but there's like a reality of like, I'm human and Mm -hmm. we get burnt out and if we're not careful and I got burnt out. So here we are. Yep. Doing an episode on how to do this. That's right. If you want to get burnt out like I got burnt out, we're going to teach you how to do it. Yeah. We we know how to do it really well sometimes. Uh-huh. And so yeah. we're going to teach you how to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I can't remember the last time I got this burnt out. Like, like, like just like I, I just, I'm done. Like maybe I should just never take another speaking <laughs> gig and <laughs> never volunteer for anything and never do anything. But like. I don't know what, like, just like take naps. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I really, I really like, I cannot remember the last time I got myself into this spot. Well, let's teach other people how to do that very thing. Cause today we have eight tips for creating burnout. This is episode 19. We do, we have one more episode left in In our season. season. Yeah. In season three. And we still need to talk about what we're going to do after the break. We might shorten the break a little bit because we took, you know, three weeks off. Yeah, well, we need to explain for the listeners oh, who yeah. are maybe new. So we, typically how How to Catholic works is we do a season, we take six weeks off. Yep. We do a season, we take six weeks off. Each season is 20 episodes. And that's 52 weeks for those keeping track at home. That's a year. <laughs> so two seasons in one year. Yeah, but we just took three weeks off. So we might shorten and not do a full six weeks, but we still need to kind of pray through and think through that. And what we do during the break is we work on making the show even better. Mm-hmm. So... Um, each season we try to up the game, um, and so that's what we do during that. And break. maybe we'll work on not having burnout during our break, so then we don't skip three weeks. Exactly. That could make this the show better. That would make the show better. But first, we want to just teach you how to burn out, and so we're going to give you eight tips for creating a burnout. Lisa, do you want to do you want to rock number number one? Yeah. So the first tip is to ditch your healthy routines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tell us you, more. Yeah. How you do wanna, you do that? If you want to get burnt out, um, stop sleeping. Like a healthy mm-hmm. amount, mm-hmm. um, cut exercise. Yep. That's a really great way to, you know, like lose your energy, which mm-hmm. really helps with burnout. Yep. Um, and start eating like junk, you know, like stop, stop making time for healthy meals and just eat like really quick, easy meals. Yep. High in carbs, preferably. And, and um, sugar, a lot of sugar. Yeah. Lots Easter of carbs, candy. lots of sugar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, these are all really helpful things to put you in a position where you're like naturally exhausted to help with your physical exhaustion of, of all that you're doing. Yeah. It it creates like a vicious cycle. Uh, you know, you just, you're, you're like tired, but then you eat poorly and then you don't feel good and you don't Mm -hmm. feel good. And then, so it just like keeps the cycle going. And so, Mm -hmm. and then um, you're too tired to exercise, which is helpful. mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So that's, that's our, our first tip. Um, if you can't tell we're being snarky, um, <laughs> just want to make sure that's clear. Um, yes. So here's the thing. Yeah, I did. I got into a spot where I wasn't sleeping as much as I should. Exercise was drastically reduced. Um, and just like mealtime was like a burden. And so I wasn't making super healthy meals. It was more like Hey, what can I get from Costco that I just have to like <laughs> throw in the oven or microwave or something? Um, and here's the thing, like sometimes life gets like that where you can't keep healthy routines uh, and you can't expect perfection all the time with your routines. But at the same time, 
you have to have ideals. You have to have something that you're striving for or else you get into a situation where you just don't ever do the things you know you need to do to keep yourself healthy. And I think this is probably like one of the most challenging things for me because the reality of family life is that you can't always just like say, well, this is what I'm going to do. Here's my schedule and like live or die by it. (laughs) Yeah. And it drives me nuts because there's a lot of self-help people out there who you know, have these amazing lifestyles where they're completely regimented and routined and, and same thing for singles. Like I'm at the Augusta Institute, right? And like, sometimes it just drives me nuts because the singles, like, like they can just live these regimented lives because they, nobody's counting on them. It's just mm-hmm. their life. And it's a great season. And I'm glad that they're building healthy routines because hopefully that will transfer over if they're called to marriage and, um, you know, they have to do this, um, kind of, you know, have this built in already. So it's, easier to keep those routines but um a lot of times i feel like the people who speak on how to do this are like you know people who have like very simple lives and even if they have families they have like you know like a wife who does all of the family stuff for them so like they get to have their crystal cut routine where like time for their children is built into their schedule and it's not disturbed you know Mm -hmm. or they have like a nanny who takes care of their kids and so if the kids don't have school that doesn't interrupt them they just go ahead and the nanny watches them and they continue their routines and habits of perfection. Um, so yeah, so there's just like a reality of a balance. It's not to say that you need to be perfect with routines, but it's important to have those healthy routines set and to know what to come back to recognizing that sometimes things will get a little mixed up. Yeah. And sometimes when it's hard, that still means you need to stick to routine cause it'll get, it can get worse. So mm-hmm. yeah, gotta yeah. have that discipline. Yeah. And that's kind of one thing I let th- go of was just healthy routines. It was just like, uh, I can't, right now yeah things are knocking so there you go all right kevin what's our second our second um tip for getting burnt out that's right we want to really help you get burnt out so our second tip is to recover from burnout zone out with a screen i think this one is very similar to tip one in some ways is sometimes we chase bad things with more bad things and so we get into these patterns we're like i'm really tired and so what what does it matter that i watch you know, tons of Netflix or Amazon or whatever it might be and stay up even later. I mean, I'm so tired. What does it matter that I get even less sleep the next day, right? Mm -hmm. So we just like chase bad habits with more bad habits and then we wake up and we feel terrible. And so like we keep the cycle going. Like I'm really tired. I'm not feeling well. I don't feel, you know, all those different things. And so I think it's really, we need to figure out good leisure in these moments, how do we find things actually um, like instantly that movie or sometimes those bad routines like give us that pleasure or that joy or that, oh, I feel better, but the next morning it doesn't help. But true leisure can. We can have these moments of relaxation where we feel actually rejuvenated that le- are, are long lasting. So reading a good book and, and being immersed in a story that teaches us um, what it means to struggle and to persevere. Uh, having a great conversation with a friend. Sometimes instead of talking out with our friends, we just look at screens and do a game on an, you know, have an app or a game on our phone or that movie, right? And we don't actually have that quality time with other people. Um, yeah, and so I think just trying to find those those times today was a good example, just having a family fun day. Um, and we yeah, we were tourists in our own city, just went downtown, we went to a bookstore, we got some ice cream and just, yeah, just hung out and that that I totally came back this afternoon I was like I feel great 
like that was awesome. And I feel like tomorrow at work, I'm going to say, what a great day. Like mm-hmm. that was such a good afternoon. And we could have watched movies all afternoon because that would have been the easy thing to do is just sit on the couch and, you know, veg mm-hmm. out. But I don't think it would feel good at the end of the day. And I don't think it would have felt good tomorrow. Yeah. Cause like we got out, we walked, we got sunshine, we uh, explored part of our city and just had fun as a family together. That was way more rejuvenating. Even though, yeah, there was a part of me that was like, let's just sit and watch screens all Sunday. But I knew that wouldn't actually help. So I'm glad that we pushed ourselves to get out because I definitely feel more rejuvenated. Yeah. So. Totally. So that's two tips. Lisa, do you want to give us our third tip on how to burn out? Yeah. The third tip is to always say yes to anything anybody asks you, especially, especially when someone else can do the job. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's really helpful to think that only you can answer that problem and only you can be the one to volunteer for that position. So anytime something comes up to volunteer for, just say yes and overbook yourself and you'll feel really great about all the good that you're doing probably. Or you'll get really angry (laughs) and really frustrated. And this is something I think is hard for most of us. I think there are a few of us who are like, oh, it's really easy for me to say no. And and maybe that's just those who are more mature and have like... (laughs) said yes enough that they've gotten to a point where they're fed up with it. Not that we should never say yes, but, um, for example, this weekend it was my daughter's school play and they kept sending out sign up geniuses asking for people to sign up. And I was like, you know what? I was the chair for the gala silent auction. Like I put in hours and hours for the last several months, uh, for the gala that was in February and I'm glad I did it. It was great but I'm going to let someone else have a chance to serve right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I just said no. And when we left and people were putting chairs away, I was like, first night, I'm just not going to care. I'm not going to feel guilty about the fact that it's been a couple late nights because of the play. And tomorrow we're going to have a rest day and live the Sabbath very radically. Um, like we always try to do, which mm-hmm. is actually a really good way to prevent burnout. Um, and I just said no, and I didn't feel bad about it. So sometimes you just need to say no. And not feel bad about it. Yeah, and that I think that discernment over how to say yes or how to you know how to say no is really difficult at times. But I think you can probably look at your own life and say, "Do I say yes to too many things?" And I think you can identify that. Father Mike Schmitz had a great talk at SLS Focus Conference this year, and he just said, "You know what happens to people who are successful is that they often are asked to do more things and more things and more things, and because of that." all of a sudden we can turn around and look at it. We're not actually successful at anything because we said yes to everything. And so I think it's really important for us to identify what are the things that God has called us to and then give our full yes to those things and to realize when we say yes to something else, we're actually saying no to the things many times we've already said yes to. And so we have to really be people of our word. I know I said yes to this thing. If I say yes to that other thing over there, I'm actually saying no to that first thing. And to realize we only have so much time in our lives and we live in an age that constantly says, hey, you, I bet you could do more. There's something else out there. And we have to we have to figure out that. So if, if this is your issue at times, for other people, it's I say no too much. I, I don't say yes. But I think for many of us, it's I say yes too often. Really recommend the book Essentialism by Greg McKeown. Uh, I really like that book. I don't agree with it 100%, but it is one that I think can really help if you have, if, if you're hearing this and you go, that is my problem. How do I get out? Essentialism by Greg McCune. Uh, lots of folks I know really enjoy that book. And I'll I do put that as well. In the show notes. Yep. Good. Show notes. Great. 
All right. What is our fourth way to burn out? Our fourth way, and this is what we're, we're really good at this one, is to only work on what's next and to never get ahead. And honestly, this is what happens with the podcast. We always have these grand schemes of we're going to get ahead. We're going to do multiple episodes. We're going to feel like we have this buffer. And if something happens, then we're going to be okay. We just haven't been able to get to a point where we can do that. And that's probably something we can talk about over the break of how we do that. But we're just not giving ourselves any buffer. And when you don't give yourself a buffer, then you end up really, um, when something comes up, yeah, you aren't able to handle it. And uh, actually, just going back to essentialism, Greg McCune gives this example that I find very convicting is he, he talks about driving. A lot of times we don't give ourselves driving, like a buffer when we drive to places. We're like, what is the quickest I've ever gotten to church on time, right? Like for mass, <laughs> we're like, how, how, how long does it take to get to church? Well, one time when all the lights turned green, I got there in 15 minutes. Okay, so then I will begin ro- walking out the door with 15 minutes left because that's how long it takes to get to church. And it's like, is that even on average how long it takes? Like, is that, what's the worst case scenario? Like we often don't think of those times. We just think of, what's the fastest I've ever gotten there? And then we find ourselves frustrated as we drive going, oh, I can't believe I didn't get there as fast as possible. Well, why did we ever, why did we think that that was the case? And I think we do that sometimes with this podcast and we can do this in our lives where we just assume best case scenario. And we're so surprised and frustrated when that doesn't happen. And it's really on us. It's not on the traffic. It's not on the guy who cut us off. It's not on the light we didn't catch. It's just because we didn't plan better. And, um, yeah, I know that's really convicting for me and helps me get into a different state of mind uh, when I'm planning things out. How do I leave myself a buffer, whether it's this podcast or driving to church or whatever it might be? I think that's a huge help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I definitely got to a point where it was just working on a deadline. Like it was like, okay, that's done. What's the next thing? And it was just like scrambling to to get the next thing or just full on focus next thing. Oh, I forgot to add too. I had my, my term paper also was due then. <laughs> And I had to get an extension for it. Like, you know. Yeah. And we had some other stuff in there too. But yeah, no, yeah. Yeah. Lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it's just um, giving yourself space so you're not just constantly working on what's the next deadline. Yeah. And we're not going to work. a fun place to live. We're not going to work at our best when we're constantly there. Sometimes we need a deadline. Sometimes we need a little bit of pressure. But if we always live in that moment, it we'd begin. That's, that's where burnout happens. Mm-hmm. I can't keep doing this. And so I will just shut down and stop. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, time for our mid-break here for our St. Quote to Live By. And today's St. Quote to Live By comes from Blessed Chiara Luce Badano. And this quote comes from towards the end of her life. If you don't know about Blessed Chiara, you've got to look her up. She is a modern saint, uh, a girl from the 80s. And she was a teenager when she passed away of cancer. And so this quote comes from towards the end of her life when she was just pretty much bedridden and really couldn't give much to the world. And she said, I have nothing. Let me say that again. I have nothing left to give, but I still have my heart. And with that, I can love. I just love that quote, especially I'm kind of on this topic of burnout (laughs) here. You know, when we get to those moments where we're like, I've got nothing left. Mm. I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. Um, Just to remember, we still have our heart and we need to love and not allow ourselves our burnout to like ooze out into our relationships in a negative way where we're no longer living in charity and living with love. And that can be very easy to do when we're burnt out because we're just annoyed with everything and everybody. Uh, But to remember, you know, yep, even if you're completely exhausted and you feel like you have nothing left, to always give love. Absolutely. 
Well, that is our saint quote to live by for this episode. And as we're going here, our episode today is how to burn out. We've covered four of our eight tips for how you can burn out as well. The first four was uh, ditch your healthy routines. Second was to recover, zone out with a screen. Number three, always say yes, especially when someone else can do it. And four was only work on what's next and never get ahead. And uh, Lisa, can you give us number five? Yeah, so number five is to book your calendar to leave no room for the unexpected. So this is this is um, one that I'm really good at. I, <laughs> I, as I'm mapping out like commitments and what I'm saying yes to, it's always like, yes, I can do this so long as everything is perfect and nothing crazy happens. So what happened over the last, so let's see, this was two weeks ago. Uh, yep, previous to the last two weeks, the five weeks before that, part of what really got me in trouble, and I feel like I, I don't even know how you plan for this, but between days off of school and illness, my... And spring break. Yes, spring break was a part of that, which is why they had so many days off of school. They, uh, my kids, so our Grace, who's in preschool, and she usually goes three days a week, went one and a half days over the course of five weeks. That was it. Like she went one and a half, she had one and a half days of school over the course of five weeks. It was a comedy of errors throughout. It was yeah. just like, how, how is this happening? Yeah. Like at one point she got this really weird, like flesh eating rash that like... <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. And the, it was one of those rashes or one of those situations. Yeah. Rashes where you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, huh, <laughs> this, I don't know what this is. This is weird. And you're like, this is not comforting right now. Like you're not giving it, me confidence in your competency right now. It's like, we forget doctors are human sometimes, but it's just funny when they're like, I'll be back. And it was like, I did research for 15 minutes. You're like, really? Okay. I Googled it. <laughs> you're like, I could have Googled it. How is WebMD.com? <laughs> yeah. I can, I've used that website before too. But yeah, they're just like, I haven't been a clue in the world. And you're yeah. like, great. I'm so glad I came. That's like, because we just think doctors know all, yeah. you know, like we're brought yeah. up that they're like uh, all knowing, you know? Yeah. So this was a totally weird one. And so they like did a swab to do testing on it and it was fine that we just put her on antibiotics and within, you know, 10 days, she only, didn't. Only part of her face was eaten Yeah. Off. Yeah, yeah, like her right side <laughs> of her joking. face was like it literally looked like it, like it'd been I don't know what. It wasn't really eaten off. It's um, grown back. It's great. It's, it's she's totally, she looks totally normal now. <laughs> but I couldn't send her to school looking like <laughs> she, you know, was like had boils or something. So um, that was one of the pieces, you know. And and I'm like, she's acting fine. She's normal. And like I just can't send her. And that was after like five days of fever. Then the rash came. So it just was like at one thing after another. Um, and, and, you know, you can't always prevent these kinds of things. Um, but, yeah, like I said, like, this is really where I struggle. And I know I should probably underbook more than normal, but I really like living a full life. I like challenges. I like having, um, you know, a, a goal that I'm working towards. Um, but, yeah, maybe I can continually work on that. This is also a child, our third child, who has a hard time playing on her own. So when she's home, like, Oh my gosh, it's a full con. It's, it's one of those kids that like, if they do something by themselves for about two minutes and they're like, Hey, can you watch? And you're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to watch. Like you're just doing it by yourself. It's like, no, can you watch me? Like, I know you can't do it, but I want you to watch me. And you're like, 
just mm-hmm. and then and then like three minutes later they're like play with me you, yeah. i mean and that's just that's a, that's the kind of child she is and that's yep. just the way and God you just have her. to embrace her and like that's just part of the call of being her mom like yeah my sister her third like goes to the basement and plays Legos for four hours by himself (laughs) and comes upstairs when he's hungry and is totally content and happy. And yeah, Grace is literally, it's, it's five minutes and she's like, I'm so bored. (laughs) So, and there's five years between her and Paul. So it's like, she doesn't have like, you know, someone to play with her. So when she's with me, I mean, it's, it's full contact. We're it's on. Yep. Yep. So I was like squeezing in all my work. Like, (laughs) during her rest time for like an hour and a half a day and then at night and it just was exhausting. So anyways, there you go. All right. What's number six, Kevin? Number six is don't ask for help. And I think this is both with physical help. This is with emotional help, but I think it's really helpful to sometimes get out of these bad routines, bad habits, this burnout, this feeling, whatever it might be. We, we really do need to actually, it's like a physical sense of like, I got to pull myself out. Like even today with, with Lisa, I was like, Lisa, I need to exercise. And the way I'm going to exercise is I'm exercising five days a week. I'm going to do something for all five weekdays and I need to just pull myself of where the routine I'm at right now. And I need to tell you that so that when I don't wake up and I don't on time and I don't do this exercising, you can go, you told me on Sunday you wanted to do this. And even just telling you that all of a sudden it's a different dynamic. How about you have to give me like 10 bucks every time you don't exercise? (laughs) (laughs) Like fun money. If you want to match me with something that you need to do and then we can pay each other $10, that would be great. But if you just want to spend a lot of money at my expense when I don't do something, I don't think that's really great. I was thinking this could be a great way for me to get a lot of fun money. (laughs) I'll Maybe I could give it. something to the poor if I don't do it, if you're not matching me. But uh, anyways, okay. getting that accountability, talking to a friend, getting outside yourself, someone that's going to can call you, they can follow up, they can check on you. That's what we're going to need to pull ourselves out of bad situations, bad habits, bad routines, whether it's, again, emotional ways, you know, mental ways of thinking or just physical. I'm just not getting my stuff done. Uh, yeah, you need to do that. Well, this is the end of our show. And uh, it's because. What did you do? (laughs) We went over. I can move it. Oh. And um, that was. That was great. Let's just keep the show going. I don't think we need to. That was just fun. Okay. Yeah, we can do seven. Tip number seven now. All right. Tip number seven. We don't edit the podcast in case you were wondering. (laughs) That is one thing that helps us not lead to burnout on podcasts. We just let it go. Yep. And then we rock and fire. It is what it is people deal with it i thought that was fun enough to keep anyways all right here we go (laughs) okay number seven is um judge yourself for getting into this situation it's always a good idea when you're burnt out to get really frustrated with yourself and and just judge yourself and be like yeah you're bad you stink at life you're a horrible person yep you should have seen this coming right (laughs) Yeah, I think this is this is kind of a the spiritual way of saying like don't be too hard on yourself. Um, mm, yeah. But I like the phrase "judge yourself" because that to me speaks more than "don't be too hard on yourself." And and this is a Sister Susan advice piece right here. Something she tells me all the time in spiritual direction. If I, um, you know, I'm struggling with something, she's like, "All right, Lisa, but 
don't judge yourself on this. It's not going to help anybody. Like we're going to keep working on it and I'm not going to just like let you go. Right. But like, we're not, there's no reason to judge yourself. Like that, that helps nobody right now with this thing you're struggling with. So I was like, we could do like for season four, a weekly segment could just be like spiritual insights from sister Susan. That would be that probably. Yeah. That'd be good. It'd be Uh, interesting to just journal all of them. Yeah. She's amazing. She's, I have the best spiritual director. Um, in the world but but i think even like even thinking about the pod recording the podcast tonight right so like after you get in a hole of three weeks this is what burnout's about and you're like i don't want to do this anymore and it just keeps getting worse like but we didn't do it for the last three weeks so like it's gonna be hard to return and like what do we say and like how are we gonna do this and you think about the episode and you're like oh because you're still getting out of burnout it's and the podcast on how to live excellently <laughs> <laughs> and we just flaked for three weeks straight and then and then yeah and then you're like ah. Oh, and you're still getting out of burnout. So you're like, I don't know if I really feel like it. Like the feeling isn't there. And then you have doubts because you're like, I don't know if I'm prepared. And we both sat around the kitchen table tonight and said, hey, if we don't do it tonight, it's going to keep being hard. There's never going to be a moment where all of a sudden it, it doesn't get hard. And so I think just allowing ourselves on this topic of not judging yourself, allowing ourselves to say, this might not be the very best podcast we've ever done in our whole entire lives. We might play music after tip six instead of eight. But like, mm-hmm. we just need to do this and we don't need to per- be perfect. We don't need to judge ourselves and we need to get back in the habit and the routine and that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Don't, don't judge yourself. Sister Susan, that's what she would tell you with your struggles is listen, what does that do? What does that help? Nothing. Yep. Don't judge yourself. The devil wins, but you yep. just have to yep. say not today, Satan. Feelings happen to us. What matters is what do we do with them? So, Okay. We're in this situation, but what are we going to do about it? That's all that matters. Or dear spiritual director. <laughs> Who is my spiritual mother, as she always says. Or dear mother, spiritually. Word to your spiritual mother. All right, last one, Kevin. Last one, great way to lead to burnout is to kind of pray or to not pray at all. I think when we get busy, one of the easiest things is to let go of our prayer life. When we get in a feeling of like, I'm not at my best. It's easy to say, I don't want to be in front of God at not at my best. But I think one of the best ways to pull ourselves out of burnout is to continue to pray, even when it's hard, just to, even if it feel like, hey, God, I'm just showing up and um, this isn't going to be good. I think that's great. And I think that faithfulness is huge. And I think it also, over time, allows us to re-encounter the Lord. And th- this is the crazy thing is the Lord often um, reorders us and rejuvenates us and gives us that passion and fire for the things we're supposed to. And he shows us what's really necessary in life and what we really should be concerned about and uh, gets us out of some of the holes we get ourselves in. And so I think that dedication to prayer, that ability to encounter our Lord uh, can really help us get out of burnout and to find uh, a new spirit and um, yeah, to carry on in a new way. That's really huge. Mm-hmm. And I do want to say before I get the how-to challenge here that um you know, we're dedicated to this podcast and we, and we love doing this podcast. Love it. We do. And it's, um, like it's a priority to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we can admit like, yep, we're not going to be perfect at it. We're not always going to be on time, even though that's what we strive for. Um, and it, there definitely are those moments where we're like, well, should we not do it? But we know it gives us a lot of life as a couple. It's a lot of fun for us. It, it's like an outlet for us to be able to be creative together and to, uh, kind of go deeper together um and so yeah it's not something that we want to just like throw out the window so um but we are human you know yeah. and i think that's what a lot of this episode's about is just 
sometimes humanity gets in the way and life gets in the way, but boy, you got to dig yourself out. And mm-hmm. how do you do that? So, yep. Yep. Yeah. I so we hope <laughs> you've never thought we were perfect. Um, this definitely proves it in case you did. Yeah. Seriously. Not perfect. Nope. So good. Well, Lisa, do you want to give our how to challenge? Mm-hmm. Our how to challenge tonight. Um, well, first of all, if you are completely burned out, we're going to challenge you to listen to this again and <laughs> take it seriously and figure out, okay, what can I do to remedy and recover here? Um, but for those of you who are not at burnout, which hopefully is, is most of you, um, it's just evaluate your burnout risk and ask yourself, am I like tiptoe in the line where if one more thing gets in the way or one more thing pushes me over the edge, I am going to just be in full on burnout. I can't do this anymore. I quit mode. So, uh, if, if you're good, if you evaluate and you're good, praise God. Thank him for that. Spend a moment just saying, hey, Lord, thanks for helping me live balance right now. And if you find that, yeah, you're on the verge of kind of a breakdown and being burnt out, uh, take, let's, I know this is more than what we usually ask, but take three presentative steps to back away from that edge. So I would say for most of us, probably prayer is going to be one of those three steps. Yep. And then just really evaluate what is your greatest need. Is it you just zone out with screens and you think that somehow that's going to solve it? Um when, yeah, it's okay to watch screens a little bit, but if you're going more than a half hour, it's probably just messing with your mind and leaving you more empty or asking yourself, you know, do I need to ask for help? Like both either physically or emotionally, do I need to, to ask for some relief? Um, ask for that paper extension, right? Ask for some support as you're trying to figure out uh, what's next. Um, so yeah, just kind of figure out looking at those, those ways of burning out, which find three kind of preventative steps you can take all right well that was our show for today thank you so much for listening in it's so great to be back with you if you want to connect with us our email is hello at made to magnify.com or you can find us on twitter and instagram at kevin r cotter or lisa ann cotter and that's ann with no e as always if you enjoy the show please give it a rating on itunes we are currently at 98 ratings on itunes which is amazing we're hoping to get to 100 at the end of this season that's very soon so just need two of you out there to fill out a rating Uh, that would be great for us go also add uh, this podcast to your subscriptions and tell a friend all these things help get the word out about how to until next time be saints it's worth it Okay, you said next time instead of next week, like we usually say. <laughs> I didn't even notice. It'll be next week. Oh, yeah. It will. Yes. It will. <laughs>